Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Becky Clayton Anderson, who I've known for decades, uh, literally involved with uh, the last part of her high school basketball career at Sullivan. Uh, she was part of the 35 and 0 1991 team that uh, not only won a state championship, but was nationally ranked. That's uh, that's pretty cool stuff, isn't it, Becky? Yeah, it was. Uh, we have been friends for decades, that's for sure. <laughs> I want to start by taking a little walk down memory lane because uh, you and your family allowed me to do something that has never happened uh, previously or since. And that was when you had your home visits with uh, with college coaches, they allowed me to sit in and listen in on them. And I know I was there when Kelly Hill came from Western and um, DePaul, Doug Bruno came and Brigham Young. I can't think of who that coach was now at the moment, but uh, I think he had four home visits. And I got to be there for three of them. So yeah. Really appreciated that. But I guess where, where I wanted to start, though, is you now have a daughter, Denver, who's, uh, I think, going to be recruited by colleges, an outstanding player, a junior at Mount Zion. And then your son, JC, is a freshman uh, in his first varsity game, scored double figures, 10 points. And then I, I saw in the championship game of the Lincoln tournament the other night, had nine rebounds in the championship game. So I think he's on his way to, to being there. So what, I guess what I want to know is how do you think the experience you had uh, with the home visits is going to help as, as your kids go through these? Well, it's just been, it's, it's been a joy um, being a part of Denver's journey. Um, she is getting recruited by several colleges right now. And I tell a lot of these coaches, um, we just had a visit to Drake university, you know, that's where Allison Glazebrook um, right. played and, Oh, the coach there now played against Allison in college. Oh my. And so, yeah, it was kind of fun talking with her about how recruiting has changed over the years. Um, it's fun as Denver and I travel around. Do you want me to quit moving? I'm, I'm woggling back and forth. Oh, you're fine. Okay. I don't sit still well. Um, it's been fun as Denver and I have traveled telling her stories about my recruiting days. And um, it has just been almost surreal living this with her. You know, I've coached her since fourth grade. I have not coached her in high school, except now I am her AAU coach, um, Dan Gates and I, you've met Dan. Sure. Um, Dan Gates and I coach her together and we have a blast with this team. Um, it's fun that I, I kind of am able to coach Denver in the visits, you know, how to, talk to the coaches because kids don't really know how to talk to adults anymore very well. Um, so talking to the coaches, making eye contact, being personable, interacting with the players. Um, I said, basically, I just want you to be yourself, but be fun to be around because these coaches want fun kids to play on their team. I spend a lot of time with them. Um, so it's been kind of fun watching her grow as a young lady, as we've gone on these visits. Um, the questions you ask are a lot different now than we asked when I was being recruited. And this whole AAU business is, is I'm used to it now, but it was brand new. And I was um, involved with my daughter, who's a junior in college, getting recruited. You know, AAU is about the main tool you have to have to get uh, colleges interested in you. We have learned through uh, trial and error that uh, Twitter is huge in recruiting. You need to get your Twitter account updated and active um, because college coaches follow kids these way. You know, this way is the way they can see highlight videos, current stats. Um, just as far as like 
live stream this crazy technology, you know, um, Denver's game the other day, we had the Drake coaches watching. We had coaches from Northern Colorado watching, um, Air Force Academy out in Colorado also, and uh, New Mexico State. So it's a nice tool for these coaches to be able to see her um, and not have to travel as much. When you say that, you know, the, the way of being recruited is different, but I, th I think still the bottom line is the kid wants to know how they're going to fit in at a particular program. You know, who else is going to be at my position and what the coach is like. And I, I think those things are probably the same, although uh, obviously the, the avenues to being recruited are, are totally different. I, I remember, I think it was Doug Bruno came in and, and had a, a film projector and, and, you know, set up a little, uh, a little stand and, and, you know, showed a film, uh, you know, talking about DePaul uh, women's basketball and, and his history. And, you know, now of course all that stuff is just done on laptops. Yeah. Yeah. That the, um, the technologies change things tremendously, but yeah, the bottom line is uh, the coaches have to sell their program and their school. Um, and what I have liked about um, helping Denver is, you know, she's got a few things on her list that we call deal breakers. Um, for example, one of the things, and I helped her put this on her list, is she wants to go to a university that has a football program. And um, some people think that's kind of weird. I just told her going to a college and having that football experience is an important part of a college life, your social part. Um, so she'll tell coaches, you know, how's the football program here? Do you guys go to the game, support the football team? Um, one of our unofficial visits, we went to Lipscomb down in Nashville. And I love Lipscomb. It's in Nashville, which is the funnest town. And they're the buffalo, which I like, or maybe they're the bison. I don't know, my favorite animal. Um, I like the coaches a lot. But then when it came down to it, Denver said, you guys don't have your own football program. That's on my list of deal breakers. And the coach there said, well, um, Van Vanderbilt's right down the road. We go to the Vanderbilt home football games <laughs> and support them. And I thought, that's a pretty crafty answer, but that's still not the same, you know? So Lipscomb, I think we, I, I don't know if it was, they stopped wanting us or we stopped wanting them. It just kind of fell, fell through the cracks. That's really not a good fit for her. Um, oh, I was going to say something else about that. Um, what's also been really nice, you know, talking about some of the other colleges that recruited me, Doug Bruno is still coaching all these years later. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see him at some of these AAU tournaments and it's just um, so real to me that he's still coaching. Uh, Kelly Hill, um, who was my coach at Western Illinois, who I eventually signed with. Um, she's now a basketball official. She officiates in the college yeah. at the college level. And um, she and I have reconnected and have a really good friendship. And um, she's trying to, get me to start officiating. So someday, someday <laughs> I want to be a basketball official. And I have told Amanda Glazebrook, if people don't know Amanda Glazebrook, you really should. Um, she and I need to officiate together, but she doesn't want to do that because she's afraid she's going to kick everyone out of the gym. <laughs> she's really type A and I'm really type B. She'd get mad at people yelling at her. I would probably just laugh. Um, but I told her, here's my, here's my points. If we officiated together, um, basketball games. We know the sport. I mean, we both say that no one knows the sport better than us, but they probably do. Um, good exercise, extra money. We're always looking for time to spend together. It'd be time that we're spending together. I have lots of good reasons why we should do it. 
Well, plus it was just kind of complete the circle. You you played together. You guys have coached together, and now just as well officiated together. You're both in together. So you know, I need you to talk to her for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will see about that. So you mentioned earlier about the the Indiana Havoc program with with Dan Gates, and I believe there's a young lady from Mahama, Savannah Ogren, that's uh, involved in that program as well. Yes, I call her Ozzy. Ozzy. Um... It was one of our players the last few years. I had the pleasure of coaching her and, and getting to know her. Um, I was just talking about her earlier on the phone with Dan. The thing about Ozzy, and I love her to death, is uh, she's kind of a clown. She likes to be goofy. And there was one practice that um, we practiced in Paris, Illinois, at Evelyn Gym. There was one practice that we split up guards post, and she went with me. I almost kicked her out of practice. And that doesn't happen very often at the AAU level. Um, but I didn't. And um, I think she came to an understanding of what I expect. And um, that's my story about, about Ozzy. But I love her. I love her grandma. I love her whole family. And okay. we have another Muhammad Seymour girl coming in this year. Um, oh, can't remember her name. Kyson Felker? Or it's a weird last name. You know what I'm talking about? Well, well, yeah, I probably would recognize the name if, if you told me. But, uh, but anyway, the thing about uh, Savannah, she recently committed to uh, Illinois Central College. And, of course, the coach over there is Carrie Redeker, who uh, you probably grew up uh, playing against a few times, right? I did. I did. Um, so Ozzy was getting recruited by several schools. Lakeland wanted her. Lincoln landed. Um, I can't remember if Parkland offered her or not. I wanted to steer her to Carrie Redeker so bad because I just love um, Carrie and how she coaches. And Ozzy's a very family oriented person as Carrie is. Um, so I was really happy when um, she chose um, Illinois Central. We all were up at a shootout up in East Peoria when all the junior colleges came together. And so I walked to the two different gyms, watching the different teams play and, and talk with Ozzy and her grandma about the different coaching styles and the different styles of play and, and things that they should be looking at watching these games. And I think it was that weekend that they chose ICC. So talk a little bit about what it's like for you now. You, you've played the game, you've, you've coached the game, uh, but now when your daughter plays, at least at the high school level, you're a fan in the stands and the same for your son. What, uh, what, what is that viewpoint and, and what is that position like? And uh, uh, I know from experience uh, sitting by you, you'll still uh, yell at the refs or uh, yell at your kids if you need to. I try not to. Um, it's hard because I just, I try as a mom and a fan just to stay positive. Um, I know Denver's coach really well. He was um, Laney's AAU coach through her AAU playing years. And now he's Denver's high school coach, Steve Marvel. And I know um, my son's high school coach really well, Dale Shuring from Arthur, because I've known him since I was a young girl. I still don't always agree with what they do and they don't care. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, if I were coaching, I would do this and this and this, you know, so I, I don't yell at them. I don't, I, I just kind of talk it over with my husband and, um, you know, I don't, I don't ever tell my kids to not listen to their coaches. I'm like, you know, I just want them to play hard. Most importantly, I know how fast it goes. I want them to have fun and enjoy every second of it. Um, so it is different. Um, this last Saturday, um, 
we were in Taylorville, really good game against Hillsborough. Denver was playing and we lost by two. Yes, we should have won, but we did not. We played hard, traveled to Lincoln to the boys tournament for the championship game. And then my son's team lost by one. That was a rough night for me. Oh man. My face was all red. My blood pressure was up, but um, it was a fun day. You probably remember from the times you were coaching, I'm sure you had parents come to you kind of making suggestions, uh, what they, what you should do differently or how you should use yeah. uh, their daughter. So you probably remember those uh, from that side of the fence too, right? I do. I do. I've been lucky over the years. I've always had really good parents. Um, but yeah, there's some, um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's some that if they, if they have some, Basic basketball knowledge, I'll listen to you. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm just saying that there's some people that come up with some really crazy ideas of things that should be done on the basketball court. But I'm like, well, I don't think you really know a lot about basketball. So we'll just kind of let this conversation slide. <laughs> well, I want to branch off a little bit. Uh, you've been involved with different ventures over the years. And I know earlier this year, I think it was back in April, you kind of uh, started a publication for around the Shelbyville uh, area down there. Talk a little bit about that and how, how that came about. Okay. So I guess I have to go back a little bit further to the business I started in 2008. Um, in October of 2008, I started Physicians Choice Wellness. It's medical weight loss clinics, um, trying to help people improve their health through healthier choices rather than um, doctors prescribing more and more medication. Um, I got involved advertising with a publication here in Decatur called Decatur Area Living. And the company is called Best Version Media based out of Wisconsin. And I am the expert contributor in medical weight loss. So what that means is as the expert, I'm able to four times a year put articles in um, on whatever topic that I want to talk about that's based in my industry. And the reason I like it a lot is because I'm able to um, educate the communities that I serve and show them I care about them as people and not just potential patients. Well, for three of those four years since I've been involved, my oldest daughter, Savina, was the content coordinator for the publication, writing all the articles as she was going to college at U of I. And so when she graduated last May, um, well, before she graduated, last about this time last year, they approached us about um, helping them spread their presence across central Illinois. And they had done market research. They wanted us to start a publication in Mattoon, Charleston, which I was fine with. But I said, you know what? If I'm going to spend my time helping other businesses and communities, I want to start in Sullivan. So um, Sabina and I started a, a business partnership, Moda Publishing. And do you know what Moda stands for? No, I do not. M-O-D-A? Um. Another daughter. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I think that's so witty of me. Savita thought it, she didn't yeah. get it either. <laughs> um, so Moda Publishing, we started um, at the first of this last of this year, 2022. And we um, targeted Sullivan and Shelbyville and then the small communities around Lake Shelbyville. And our first issue came out in April. And there's a feature family on the front every month. And we get to talk about the businesses in the, the distribution area and try and help the businesses grow. 
it's kind of called Facebook and print. But what I love most about it is, well, two things. One, I'm a business owner that I've seen uh, the benefits of being involved. So it's easy for me to talk to other business owners about why they should be involved. Um, but I just love that it's all positive, fun, uplifting content. You know, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about COVID. We don't talk about, you know, anything that people are fighting about. We talk about what we want to talk about, and that's fun stuff. And how often does this publication come out? It comes out once a month. Um, so we we got we got April was our first publication, and then I said, okay, well. When I feel like it's the right time, I will work on Mattoon Charleston now. So um, I tried starting the Mattoon Charleston area, I think in June, but then I quickly realized how my summers go with coaching. And so I, I put everything on the back burner until um, middle of August. And then I got Mattoon Charleston to print. And that one started in, uh, I think, November last month. And that also comes out once a month. Mattoon Charleston was a, a fairly easy area for me because um, I grew up Mormon. And growing up in Sullivan, our home church was in Mattoon. So I had a lot of connections over there. Um, the funny thing about Lake Shelbyville Living, um, I got this trophy in the mail one day, this little crystal trophy. And I think there were around 160 new publishers that started at the beginning of the year when Savina and I started. And we got to print second fastest in the nation wow. out of 160 some. And so they gave the top three um, publishers these crystal trophies. And my son, you know, who's 14, he comes home and, and uh, he asked what it was for. And I told him, and he goes, that's pretty cool, mom. And I thought, well, that is the biggest compliment ever. You know, if I could impress my 14-year-old son with something, like, I really did something. Uh, but it was really easy because um, people that know me know I'm passionate about stuff and I'm going to work hard. I want things that I do to be the best they can be. Um, they know that I'm all about helping people. I'm not really about the, I'm not about numbers. I'm not a really... Um, I'm not um, enticed, I guess, by money. I'm not money-driven. Um, so I think the people feel that, and it just, obviously, I can talk without anyone else talking. So I have no problem, like, explaining to people why, why I love being a part of it. And people know a lot going on in my life right now. So if I'm going to spend any extra time that I have doing this, then it must be something that's important. So... Um, Savannah's doing really good as a college grad and she's my business partner, which I never thought we would do. I joke around at these meetings. I say, I don't even like to read and I don't like to write, but I'm the publisher of two magazines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I hope you at least read your magazine. So I, I do sometimes, but like we have some people will email us and they'll say, well, this article, you know, maybe we misquoted something. I don't know. And I'll be like, well, I didn't even read it. So I don't even know what you're talking about. So I have to go get a copy of it and read it. <laughs> so overall, I just trust my daughter to do a good job. Yeah, well, there you go. So overall, have you had a good reaction and, and feedback to those publications? We have. We, um, we get a lot of positive feedback. Um, I got a lot of people, especially Lake Shelbyville Living, um, 
because they're smaller communities, so many people say they can't wait till every month they know it's going to come. And when they see it in the mail, they get excited. They open it up. They want to see who the feature family is and read about them. Um, and we're getting a lot of good feedback about the Mattoon Charleston one, too. My yeah. former teammate, Tiffany French, Tiffany Tucker, right. uh, they're the feature family on the cover of Mattoon Charleston for December. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Where, where can I get a copy of that? Well, I can send you a copy. You have to be in the distribution area to get it, but um, uh -oh. I can send you a copy. Well, good. I'd love to see that. Yeah. She and her husband, they're um, they are big, uh, important citizens in Mattoon, you know, so. And Tiffany's still doing some coaching too, so. She is. She and Sherry. Um, so around Thanksgiving every year, all of the old teammates and I get together Let's see if you can see this. Wait, that's my husband. Can you see that? Yes. Uh huh. That's our old state championship picture. Absolutely. I remember that well. Um, so we always get together around, we try to the night before Thanksgiving because everyone's usually home. Misha comes from St. Louis and and then Misha, or I mean, uh, Sherry and Tiff are there in Mattoon. Steph comes down from Bloomington. But we decided through all of our group texting that the night before Thanksgiving wasn't going to work. We couldn't find another night that would work. My son was playing in Lincoln the night before Thanksgiving. And so I, I think they decided they were going to get together without me. Or we just weren't going to get together. Either way, I was super sad. So I'm in Lincoln and I'm watching my, my son's team warm up and, and uh, trying to get in basketball mode. And then up in the stands, here comes Misha. And I'm staring at her. I'm like, what is she doing here? And then right behind her were Sherry and Tiff. And uh, they just, they surprised me. I just, I wanted to start crying. It was so sweet. They said, if you can't come to us, we're coming to you. And we want to see what this son's all about. We heard so much about him and stuff. So he had a good game and uh, it was, is the sweetest thing ever. I never get surprised either. Yeah. I was well, surprised. They, they got you one time. So how about that? They did. They did. We had a blast. So I want to talk just briefly about your physician's choice uh, wellness. You have clinics now in what, three or four communities, right? Around the Decatur area. We're in, um, our headquarters is here in Mount Zion. Uh, I have a clinic in Forsyth and then Effingham and Altamont. Um, I've had it since 2008. And um, I, I started it in honor of my mom who passed away in 1992 from complications of diabetes. So, um, you know, my hopes with it are to help other people uh, live a longer, happier, higher quality of life. Um, and a lot of it's just education-based. Um, I know for my mom growing up um, a diabetic, um, she just really didn't know a lot about other ways that she could battle it other than and giving herself a shot day, um, you know, how to manage stress properly, how to stay active, better food choices, because she liked, she had a sweet tooth. Um, but it was, it was something that I really enjoyed starting. And I think that over the years, we have helped a lot of people improve their health and, and really enjoy their lives. I mean, we have patients that come in that might want to lose 25, 30 pounds, and maybe their doctor has said they're on their way to high blood pressure medicine, diabetic medication, you know, there's a long list that an unhealthy weight 
is related to, or we have some patients that have lost hundred plus pounds, you know, it's, it's, we've seen it all. And, um, it's just been, um, it's been one of the best journeys I've been on. I, I am in the process of, of selling physician's choice wellness. Um, I was in, almost had it sold and then COVID came along. And the reason why I'm selling it is, um, I feel a bigger calling. Uh, my mom was full-blooded Native American, which I know you know, but the people listening may not. Um, and diabetes is very rampant in the Native American culture. And there's not a lot of Native Americans in central Illinois. I mean, there's the Claytons, and that's probably about it. Mm. Um, actually, there is another family in, in Mount Zion. The Means have two adopted kids, three. Three adopted kids that are Native American. Um, so I I had plans to, um, Savina was in college, Lainey was going to be going into college, Denver was going into high school, my son was going into junior high and Shoney was still in preschool, and I had visited Navajo Nation out in Albuquerque, New Mexico several, several times. I had met with the Indian Health Services, Bureau of Indian Affairs, we had our house picked out, I picked the school for my kids. Um, I had a grant awarded to me to come out and do wellness work with the natives in Navajo Nation. And then COVID came and uh, it just, it squashed everything. It um, kind of put me in a, uh, it spiraled me into a depression, honestly, which, I mean, you know me pretty well. I'm, I'm not a depressed person, hardly ever. Right. Um, but I felt like months and months of work and what I felt like was God's plan for me was all taken away in the blink of an eye. Um, April 2nd of 20, 20 have running water in their homes and they're dying from COVID left and right. They're not worried about losing weight or, or being, you know, um, less stressed or, you know, they are just worried about surviving. And uh, am I running out of time? Oh, we're getting close, but you can keep going. <laughs> Give me the five minute warning because, you know, I'll talk forever. Um, so I gave my grant money back and told the kids, you know, we're not going to buy this house. We're not, we're staying here in Mount Zion. And they were happy, but I think they knew that I was just like, oh my gosh, what now? Um, the sale that was happening with Physician's Choice at that time got put on the back burner, of course. And then I really wasn't sure what my purpose was going to be. Um, but I did find out later that year, uh, my youngest daughter, Shoni, was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, February 1st of 2021. And that just, I, I thank God every day that we're still here, where my family is and our close friends, people we've had friendships with our whole lives. I'm glad they've been here to help us through that because we're still in the battle right now. Um, but it's, I don't know what I would have done if Shoni had gotten diagnosed with leukemia and we'd been in New Mexico. So. Right. Well, and it sounds like things are going well with her. She's what in the, in the final stages, final, final, final rounds of the treatment she's going through. Yeah. Um, funny enough, she's home right now. I kept her home from school. She had a spinal tap last Wednesday and after her spinal tap, she has to take um, five days of high dose steroids. And she's done it many times in the last year and a half. And this time didn't go so well. Uh, she's really um, antsy and fidgety and her 
face is all flushed. And I was texting with her oncologist yesterday. Um, she hasn't been sleeping because I just think the steroids have her so amped up. So I kept her home today. Um, her face is still really flushed, but she slept about 14 hours last night. Oh my gosh. She's just, she, she's worn her little body out. So, um, if she gets sick, it's not like a normal child getting sick. If she gets sick, we get, we're admitted into the hospital. So I keep a pretty close eye on her, but hopefully next May, if all things go well, uh, we'll be in remission May 24th of 2023. Sure. Hope so. Well, Becky, I've got one more question for you and then I'll let you go. How did your years in sports kind of help as you got into the, to the business world? Do you feel like some of the things that you, you learned uh, going through uh, the different games uh, really pay dividends in the long run? Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. Um, I think that sports, they give you a sense of confidence that um, I don't know how else I would have gotten it. Um, obviously from my parents, I got a lot, but sports give you, they give you a work ethic. They give you a never give up mentality and they give you a confidence that you just carry on into your regular life. I mean, um, I go into a meeting almost feeling like a presentation, like this is tip off time. Let's, you know, Let's go. I'm going to, I got to win this game. So, um, you know, everything is, is, has a beginning and an end and, and, you know, how you handle the in-between part is a lot of what I learned in my, my years playing basketball. All right. Well, Becky, anything else you'd like to add before I let you go today? Oh, who knows what I haven't talked about. We probably need to schedule another podcast. So <laughs> part two yeah, it's coming yeah. up with Nikki Clayton Anderson. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is fun. Uh, yeah, well, it certainly was. And I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And again, today we've been talking with uh, Becky Clayton Anderson from Mount Zion, who's been involved in just a number of things over the years from uh, coaching uh, AAU teams, uh, junior high teams. Boy, they came over to the Bulldog tournament, uh, what, six or seven years in a row. Uh, uh, when you were coaching uh, over over at Mount Zion and, and now involved with uh, a publication, Moda Publishing, and now I know what Moda stands for. So if you ask me, if you ask me that again sometime, I'm going to remember the answer to that. Okay. All right, Becky. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Tell Emily I said hi. I will. Talk to you soon. Uh huh.